Good morning to all. You are listening to the Wisdom for All of Life podcast. I am Brandon Neely, and this is a part of my teaching ministry at Christ Church of Acadiana in Southwest Louisiana. Hope you're having a great day this morning. Our um, mission here is during the weekdays to look at a few verses of the wisdom literature of Scripture and apply them to all of life. And today we are in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 4. Here we go. And I saw that all toil and all achievement spring from one person's envy of another. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Welcome to the rat race. That's right. This is wise King Solomon's description of the rat race. You've all seen it. You've all um, been a part of it. In fact, you might be a part of it even right now. Let me tell you a little bit about the rat race. The rat race is a way of life in which everyone is caught up in a fiercely competitive struggle for wealth or power, for the law of the jungle, survival of the fittest. Everyone wants more, and some get it, and some do not. But all are marked by envy. In the rat race, when one falls down, he becomes a stepping stone for others. Advancement and promotion becomes possible when another in front of you falls down. This makes the fall of others something to be sought out, to be desired and prayed for, in fact, or rejoiced in. When someone falls who's out in front of you, a little smile comes on your face. In the rat race, when one rat gets ahead, he becomes a target. There's a big target on his back, a target of envy, a target of hate, a target because he is now seen as an opponent and an obstacle to advancement and promotion. He's winning, and he must be stopped. He must be slowed. He must be passed. He is the enemy. In the rat race, when another rat is rejoicing, that becomes loathsome to you. You hate it. It's a reminder that you are behind. You're a loser. You cannot be happy for them. You cannot rejoice with them. You can only seethe secretly. While they receive the accolades, you plot. You uh, conspire. You manipulate. In the rat race, the other rats weeping is a time of rejoicing for you. You see that? Their rejoicing is a time of weeping for you, and their weeping is a time of rejoicing for you. Their loss is your gain, and their gain is your loss. In the rat race, all things are objects. All people are objects. All is seen as either a help or an advancement or a threat. Everything needs to be handled, manipulated, controlled. Things, people, situations, resources, all of the above. That's the rat race. But what about the rats themselves? See, there's the race, but then there's the rats. The rat races without regard for limits, without the regard for the limits of others, the needs of others, the wants, or the the, uh, tears even of others. He races without regard for his neighbor. Wherever the rat runs, he strip mines and clear cuts everything in his path. He is sure He must be sure to leave nothing behind, nothing that his opponent, his neighbor, could actually use toward their benefit. You see, the Old Testament law demanded that those who gleaned in the field would make only one pass. Everything that they missed was to be left for the poor so that the poor could walk behind, work themselves, and put food on their own tables. 
But the rat leaves nothing behind. All must be scoured. All must be consumed. All must be utilized and monetized. You see, the rat is never full. It never is satisfied. It is never fulfilled. It is never content. He runs on a wheel, and so the race is never finished. He races to be first. Me first. I was here first. My cheese. And he consumes it and uses it all. The rat race is behind much of the oppression in this world. In the rat race, there is no one to comfort you when others outpace you. And when you outpace others, you won't have the heart to stop and comfort them. In the rat race, you are the oppressed and you are the oppressor. Whether you win or lose the rat race, you and everyone else is still a rat. And the soul doctor, wise King Solomon, the professor, he calls all of this vanity, useless, meaningless, futile, a mist, a vapor. He calls it stupid, as stupid as trying to take hold of a spring breeze, trying to take hold of the wind and capture it and harness it and, and bring it under our own control. It is a useless and futile effort, and it's incredibly stupid. The rat race, and being a rat in the rat race is foolish. And wise King Solomon points out that not only is this rat race stupid and vain, it's also antisocial. It's unneighborly. It violates the second of the greatest commandments to love your neighbor as you would have them love you. The rat race destroys community, making everyone an opponent, racing against each other with the engine of envy revving under the hood. Look, when you are working to obtain what you see that others have, envy. You may or may not attain it. If you don't attain it, you live in regret and frustration and bitterness. Perhaps you were kept from attaining it by others, or perhaps you were unable to attain it on account of personal limitations, regret, and sorrow. Regardless, you have set your heart on a goal and you've come up short. But if you do attain it, since your compelling reason to work is to gain what you don't have, you will simply want something else next. Never full, never satisfied, never content, always running on that anti-neighbor wheel. Now today, I think the best thing for us is to ask ourselves the question, am I infected with the green-eyed monster of envy? Is it my neighbor's stuff and fame and notoriety and popularity and car and house? Is that what drives me? Is my neighbor's success that which makes me hate them? Do I weep with others who weep and do I rejoice with others who rejoice? Am I a rat and am I in the rat race? Listen to what Solomon says in the Proverbs 14.30. He says this, a heart at peace, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. I notice there the connection between sin, the sin of envy, and one's physical condition. That's interesting to note. But a heart at peace, resting, like this is the secret to the good life. Contentment with godliness is great gain, the Apostle Paul says. Knowing that God gives everyone different levels of privilege, power, wealth, time, height, etc., Knowing that God doles out things at different levels. To some he gives one, to others five, to others ten. We're simply responsible to profit on what we have. 
what we've been given. We're all under a canopy of grace. All of life is a gift. All that we have, we have received, and therefore we shouldn't act as though we hadn't received it. He gives us life and breath and everything else. So let's not covet another person's life. Let's not live their life. Let's not, let's not worry about what God has given them. They are not our competitors. They are our neighbors. Until next time. This is the Wisdom for All of Life podcast. I am Pastor Brandon Neely, and if you'd like access to more of uh, the uh, resources that I have available online, check out sermonaudio.com. You can search Brandon Neely, that's N-E-A-L-Y, or you can search We Are Christ Church, and you should have full access there. Until next time, remember this, if Christ has called you, He will equip you, He will protect you, and He'll bless you along the way. Have a great day.